0: I uh, think life is short, and uh, I think uh, we just we just utilize uh, you know uh, every day um, just to try to do something meaningful, and uh, because life is very short, right? So um, you know uh, when when.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Great Business Minds Podcast, the definitive show for the business of digital infrastructure. I'm your host, Romarx marc Lima, and I use my experience as a digital infrastructure journalist to dig deep into business issues, but also get to know those who build our digital world. Before we get started, The Great Business Minds is brought to you by our sponsor Portman Partners, the premier executive search firm for the digital infrastructure industry. With 50 plus years of experience no other firm can match their knowledge discretion and connections with the best top level talent in the sector so are you seeking great business minds for your digital infrastructure business contact portman partners today and on to our guest this week he is a master of cryptocurrency an entrepreneur and philanthropist he has acquired over 30 years of experience in corporate restructuring MA, ipo privatization private equity and hedge fund investments across mainland China, Hong Kong and Taiwan, that all before establishing himself as the founder and CEO of Hamilton Investment Management, a global fund manager with multi-billion dollar assets under management, which includes private equity investments in licensed banks, fintech and social media projects and multi-strategy algorithmic trading funds. He is also the founder of Himalaya Exchange, a global digital exchange with a full ecosystem, including a blockchain payment app, a stable coin, and a trading coin. I'm happy to welcome our guest, William Zhu, who is also Macquarie Banking Group's former chairman of Equity Capital Markets for Greater China. Uh, William, welcome to GBM. Um, how, how are you doing?
0: Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for your kind introduction.
1: No, th- thank you for accepting. And I, I hope the last um, 12, 18, 18 months have been treating you well. Um, and haven't been too bad with everything that's going on um but um l- let's get to know you first um in the first part of the podcast let's get to know you a little bit better um tell us about yourself like where did you come from how did you go into the industry um wh- what's your life story
0: yeah um uh, i i came from hong kong like uh um actually i live in uh, uk right now um so i i studied in hong kong and uh career in hong kong and uh, i was was invest- investment banker for, for for my life and uh Um, My last job, as as you just introduced, I was chairman of uh, Macquarie Bank's um, uh, Equity Capital Markets, look after the Credit China business, and I also helped them to uh, to look after the principal investments in Credit China. And uh, and then um, I left uh, Macquarie and uh, and set up my fund. um, uh, You know, uh, about six years um, ago, and uh, I got I'm very lucky. I got a lot of uh, good investors supporting me, and the fund has been growing very well. And we initially invest a lot of financial assets, um, you know, uh, and, and also properties as well, including distressed assets. Um, and, uh, and we start to invest a lot uh, in, in the technology sectors, uh, because I know a um, little bit about uh, financial markets. So basically, I like the FinTech. So, um, and we start to involve in the uh, uh, crypto-related crypto projects, uh, you know, uh, blockchain technologies, things like that. So it's a, it's a very interesting um, journey.
1: No, super interesting. I mean, I started delving into the work that you do um, just a couple of weeks before we are, we are talking now. And um, I mean, it's quite fascinating, um, everything that you're doing and uh, the conversation around financial assets and cryptocurrency. Um, but um, I, mean, I mean, so you've started a new business um, in an area that's quite um, new, uh, let's say, to the wider, to the other spectrum. Uh, what motivates you to get into new ventures, to start new things? Um, what makes you want to do these things?
0: Well, I, I think the uh, the um, the motivation actually is mainly um, try to solve problems that uh, people have right now, and uh, and uh, try to help more people. I think this is this is the, the key motivation in my life actually, and uh, and uh, of course uh, there are you know many different um, crypto exchanges in the world, you know crypto uh, cryptocurrencies as well, and uh, uh, but uh, very few of them they they are you know designed to to make transactions, for example. So that's why you know uh, when we invest into uh, the the blockchain technologies and, and and cryptocurrencies, you know we're thinking how to make it useful, how 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 to make it um, you know solve the existing problems and how to make it uh, useful for everyone. And I think this is uh, is always in my mind. So so when we invest into projects, we're always thinking uh, whether this project can bring solutions, can 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 help the, the to solve the existing problems in the world.
1: Absolutely, and helping others is um, probably the biggest motivation. Um, that one can have. So very, very good. Um, but uh, I mean, so cryptocurrency, um, fintech, um, huge space nowadays. Um, it's a huge market in itself. Um, I mean, how would you kind of generate the ideas um, that you have? How do you differentiate those ideas from what's already out there? Um, what, what, what's your thought process? And how do you kind of align those thoughts uh, into an actual business plan?
0: Well, um, of course, I've been investing into fintech area and, uh, and following up on the blockchain technologies and, and I, I, I truly believe that this, this technology can change the world. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, cryptocurrency is only one, you know, one application of all blockchain technologies. Uh, but I think cryptocurrency is also uh, getting very, uh, very big right now. It's over two trillion already. And I think the, um, uh, you know, every month is, uh, the, you know, the size is growing. Growing very fast as well, and I've been talking to many institutional investors. I think uh, every one of them, you know, all the big banks, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, you know, uh, Bank of America, um, you know, uh, even PayPal, all, all the big corporations, they're they're thinking about um, cryptocurrencies already. So, so this is actually a, a trend that you know no one can stop, um, and so that's why you know we um, one and a half years ago we actually um, start to uh, design the you know the whole project. Uh, we, we invest into the whole project and then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we want to, to do something very different, you know, uh, to create some, um, uh, some cryptocurrencies which can be used uh, in everyday life. So, um, so that's why we have the uh, um, uh, payment apps, you know, we have the stable coins, we have the, the trading coins, and so, so just to make it um, uh, very different. Uh, the existing like, uh, cryptocurrencies, like uh, whether it's a Bitcoin or Ethereum, for example, uh, cannot be used to to actually to to for payment. Uh, the speed is too lo- too slow, and it's it's not adopted for for global payment system. So that's why we designed something uh, very different. Of course, there's a lot of challenge as well, and um, but uh, I think it's um uh, it's, it's, uh, we 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 launched recently and has been uh, very well received. It's doing very well.
1: Hmm. That's very interesting, especially in terms of the, the speed. Um, I wish it can be traded. Um, I, I personally had no idea. Um, there was a different <laughs> speed when it came to trading bitcoins and the um, trading Well, well just, just,
0: just to give you just to give you a feeling, mm. right? So, like for for example, bitcoins. I mean, the number of transactions per second probably ten to fifteen transactions per second, mm-hmm. uh, compared with sixty-five thousand transactions uh, per second for for Visa card, for example. Wow. So so I mean, like uh, for 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 several transactions per second, I mean, you, you can't be. Uh, it can't be a global payment payment um, system right so so uh, the, the different cryptocurrencies they have different uh, um, uh, focus so um, what, what we try to do is actually to create something which can be useful for daily life as I mentioned and, and of course uh, it's not just the cryptocurrency itself but we're talking about the whole blockchain technology which can be used uh, you know a lot uh, the the whole technology actually uh, you know, you, you don't need a middleman anymore, basically. You know, there, there are a lot of different applications for, for blockchain technology. For example, you can use to, to verify something and uh, because the, the, in, the records in the blockchain cannot be changed. And so, so it's very reliable, verifiable. And uh, so a, a lot of applications, so even in the future, for example, uh, for, for any elections, for example, you, know, you, you can use blockchain uh, to do the elections, right? You can do it all over the world. Um, and you don't, you don't need to physically, uh, uh, you know, to work to, to for someone, um, you know, uh, in a physical place, right? It's, everything can be done uh, very safely and uh, all over the world. So there, there are many applications and we're not just talking about focusing on crypto exchange or cryptocurrencies. We so actually is much wider applications for, for the whole blockchain technology. We, we're constantly looking at many blockchain related projects. Um, and if they're interested, you know, we'll, we'll make investments, whether in the early stage um, or, or later stage.
1: That's super interesting. I mean, and with the advent of um, the metaverse, um, as we've been hearing so much about in the last few months, um, I guess it's going to be really game changing um, within that virtual physical world, um, and how we're going to be interacting in the future.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. So, so I think the uh, the, the world has changed actually, um, and and every change is. Uh, it's difficult to accept, and it takes time to to adapt as well. Uh, but at the end of days, uh, whoever adapts first it will survive, right? So, so I think uh, the world has is, is changed a lot, and even the uh, the pandemic has changed the whole world, right? I mean, I uh, even today I'm still hearing people saying saying that oh, when when this when this is over, when uh, when we when we can go back to the uh, original life, and I was telling them that no, this is not over. Like uh, it, this is a new normal, right? You have to you mm-hmm. have to accept, you have to adapt to change, and and it's, it's, so don't think that you know it's, it's everything is over. Where, where, even though it's over, the whole world is different already. So so wh- why don't we just adapt to new change, right? Well, rather than expecting you know uh, go back to the original you know period before it happens is you know it, it should not be the, the case like that.
1: Absolutely, I just embrace evolution um, on how we deal yeah, with things. Exactly. The, the, the more we think about the old ways, the more stuff we're going to get. Uh, which is also probably not the best scenario in terms of mental health um, but um, w- when it comes to business so what, what's something that's non-negotiable um, for you something that you would definitely not compromise um, when you're doing business
0: well I, I think um, it is is very important to actually uh, keep the moral standard I think I think this is this is very important and uh, and uh, I, I, I think um, you know a, in the business world, there there are many temptations, right? There there are there are different temptations. There are also a quick and fast way to do things. Um, I think just just uh, I think from day one, we just need to um, you know to just to keep the keep the standard. You know, um, uh, understand you know why you do this, and uh, and then just just um, you know just just stick stick with it. Um, because uh, you know throughout the whole journey, there 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 are different things will happen. And you just need to uh, keep your original uh, mindset, original thinking. Uh, just just keep it. You know, sometimes keeping the original mindset is, is quite difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think I think this is this is key. Just mm-hmm. keep your original thinking. Keep your w- w- why you want to do it, and then whatever happens, you just stick on it. And there there are many challenges you know, in, in you know in front, right? But just just uh, persistent. You know, just just keep it. Yeah, I think this is this is very important.
1: Mm, okay. Well, I, I think you've actually answered my next question as well because I was going to ask you like, how do you keep going? um when things get really tough uh, tough so i guess you just keep persevering um and going ahead with things
0: yeah and and always uh think positively right so Hmm. um and and you know things will happen uh every day right and there are positive and negatives and and but uh just 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 keep on thinking positive because at the end of day you know uh even though you think negatively i mean uh the situation will not change so so actually you have to think positively and and uh, if if uh if uh, the result is not as good as you you thought, um, it's just a timing issue. You, you have to adjust the way you do things, um, and even though you 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 try your very best to do things and you get you don't get your result, the the only reason is actually the time has not arrived. You just you just need to have confidence, and you know when you consistently do something right, uh, at some point you know it will arrive. You know the success will come.
1: No, absolutely. And I guess sometimes it's also important to understand when things are not under your control. Um, and if you can't do anything, maybe there's no point of getting in the down spiral um, yeah. of things going wrong. So positivity definitely attracts positivity as well. Um, but then, so in terms of advice that you've received over your, your career, what would you say has been the best, the worst um, advice that you've got? Yeah.
0: Um... Well, uh, I've been, uh, I'm have very lucky, I'm, uh, I got a lot of advice from, from different mentors and uh, I think uh, one of the advice I, I, I think is, is um, changed me a bit is actually the speed, um, speed of doing things. Um, I mean, in the past, I always think that, you know, we have to do things right and, 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 and also um, do, do it perfect. Right? For example, we design a product, it, it has to be perfect, right? And then, mm. you know, once it's perfect, we, we push it out to the market. Uh, but what happens is actually the the speed is also important. So sometimes you may not need to be perfect uh, for the product to push it out to the market, right? Sometimes it, I, I, if it's a very good product, and it should be in the market, and then you just fine tune, you know, um, uh, continues to continuous improvement on the on the product, rather than everything is perfect, right? So I think mm-hmm. uh, what what I want to say is actually um, the speed um, uh, is very important. So the, in the past, like uh, all the big companies, always wins the smaller companies, right? But but I think nowadays, whoever acts fast, uh, adapt fast, is actually the winner. So I think this is uh, this is actually advice that I, I, I think
1: is very useful. Um, yeah. Mm. Speed for the win, I, I completely agree. I mean, um, and, and sometimes people can get stuck in the drawing boards um, for so long to launch something that they miss the train. Because um, by the time they yeah. come out, someone already has something out there. Um, and then if, if you look into people that are trying to get into the market today, into the digital space, um, what kind of top three tips have you got for entrepreneurs um, that are trying to to leave their mark um, in the industry?
0: Well, I, I think, um, um, first of all, you have to uh, really uh, plan ahead. Like, um, you know, uh, sometimes, especially in, in the fintech area, it's very hot, and, you know, and then you see, um, other people are very successful. And then you, you, you try to uh, you know, uh, join the pool as well. I think um, this should not be the case. So I think um, you have to really plan ahead what, what exactly you want to do, you know, what distinguishes distinguish yourself. I think you have to be unique. Uh, whatever policy in the market, there are many already. So you need to be um, unique and you, have to, you, have a, you need to have a very special value. So, so uniqueness is, is key. Also plan ahead as well. Mm. And also, um, well, you know, you have to be very positive, you know, um, you know, persistent, but at the same time, you have to prepare for the, for the worst. And, uh, you know, I, I've been talking to many, uh, even my, my staff, right? Uh, you know, we have a lot of staff and a lot of engineers and some of them, uh, they're blockchain experts and they, they said, okay, I want to do business. Blockchain is, is key right now, right? Okay, fine. And I was telling them, that, okay, you have to prepare like uh, no salary for, for a year. Right. Uh, and then they, they were saying, oh, no, it's difficult. I have a family to take care. So, so at, at the end of the day, you have to, um, you have to basically prepare uh, in advance and you know, also prepare for the worst. Uh, don't expect that you, you come to the market and then six months later you start to make profits. No, right. So, so you have to actually well-planned, prepare for the worst, but also think positive.
1: Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, and, and William, just to close this first part of the um, the, the episode, what is your favorite quote um, and by who?
0: Well, um, uh, you know, I, I have uh, uh, every Monday I, I have a all staff meeting um, with, with you know with with all the staff, uh, and uh, we, have, we have almost two hundred staff. Uh, and then they basically I, I was always telling them, uh, you know, uh, something is very important is courage. And I think, uh, you know, I like uh, Winston Churchill. Like, uh, you know, he, he, he said basically the success is not final, uh, failure is not fatal, right? It's, it's the courage to continue that counts. I, I always uh, take this as my, uh, you know, my very important uh, quotes uh, in my life. Uh, because uh, when you're successful, don't take, don't, don't, don't over, um, you know, uh, excited because, uh, you know, anything can come tomorrow, right? And you, when you are especially for a new business, right? When you have failed, it doesn't really matter. Like, uh, actually, you know, uh, failure is the mother of success, so you have to fail and you know why it's failed, and then in order to success, so so I think it's um, at the end of the day, is that you know, uh, needs to be of uh, courage. And, and frankly, in my life, uh, I've seen many um, smart people, uh, very smart, you know, people, but actually, very few people have courage, uh, courage to do things, uh, especially when you. When you are not very successful, when you fail, you still have the courage to 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 carry on. And actually, not many people. I mean, I, uh, there's too many smart people, uh, too many uh, clever people, uh, highly qualified people, but actually, not not many people. They they have the, the true courage. You know, yeah. yeah it, it's so brave, I think courage is key. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Brave. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the bravery in making the most out of a failure, is while learning the mistakes, um, do not repeat yes. them again. But a mistake doesn't mean that you. Un- Just put your arms down uh, and never do something again. Uh, But um, William G, thank you so much. This is just the first part. Uh, Before we continue, here's a quick message from our sponsor, Portman Partners. Are you seeking great business minds for your digital infrastructure business? Portman Partners is a unique international executive search firm dedicated to finding the leaders for the digital infrastructure industry. Led by Portman founder and senior partner Peter Hannaford and chairman David Pye, Portman works with clients around the world in the internet and cloud infrastructure sector. Portman has a vast network of contacts around the globe and has placed senior leaders at many of the world's most prestigious organizations in the business. From investors to hyperscale operators, regional collars, designers, construction firms and plant and equipment manufacturers, Portman has the talent and experience required to fill a wide range of C-level and leadership positions. No other executive search firm specializing in the digital infrastructure sectors can match Portman's knowledge, industry expertise or the worldwide connections needed to conduct efficient and confidential searches that will result in successful placements. If you want to be at the top of your sector, get in touch with Portman, the best in theirs. To learn more and connect with Portman via their website, visit www.portmanpartners.com. Welcome back to the second part of the Great Business Minds podcast episode with William J. William, we were just talking about your experience and uh, and life lessons, uh, but let's now dive more into the markets and what you're working on today. Um, I mean, you've recently wrote an opinion piece around financial assets and how things are changing. Um, Maybe just for some context, how do you define a financial asset today? Um, What does he mean, like, in today's landscape?
0: Well, um, so traditionally, I mean, uh, financial assets are basically assets will bring you cash flows. Like, you know, uh, know, if if you invest in stock, you expect some dividends. If you, uh, you know, uh, make a loan, you expect some interest back. Uh, if you buy a property, uh, at least you, you're expecting you know some rental income, right? So this is a kind of a traditional way of uh, defining assets. And, and even up to now, there are still a lot of arguments saying that, oh, cryptocurrencies are not, not assets. Uh, but actually, in this new age, I think um, uh, that there are different definitions. It's basically, you know, the, um, and, and there are different ways besides cash, you know, that, that you can define the, the um, financial benefits. Um, like like cryptocurrencies, for example, you know, I uh, definitely think that it's, it's an asset. It's a it's a new asset class. Uh, in fact, many uh, investment banks they 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 start to treat this as a, a new asset class. And even even governments, right? The, in terms of tax, they are thinking this is a new asset class as well because they're treating this as an asset. And when you make gains in in these assets, they have to they, uh, you have to you have to pay tax. Uh, like UK, for example, you have to pay the capital gain tax on. Uh, on 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 the gains in crypto assets. Mm. So I think um, the 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 way of um, um, defining financial assets is actually evolving. Uh, I would say, like uh, for example, crypto cryptocurrencies. Actually, you know, the, all, all the information is verified, right? So the verification of information is actually a way of, 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 of the, the reason why it's, it's classified as assets. And they have also a huge network, a global network, you know, a lot of participants participating every day, the network is increasing every day. So the, the, the expansion of this network is also, uh, you know, uh, 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 the way to define the, uh, why this is the asset class. So I think the, um, the new definition for financial assets is coming, um, which, which especially, um, you know, uh, we're talking about the cryptocurrencies which has, uh, doesn't have the, um, the old characteristics of a financial assets. But, but this is definitely a, a new way of defining uh, financial assets.
1: Hmm. I- interesting. And then when, when we compare um, so, um, digital currencies to flat currencies, what would you say are the main differences and changes between the two? We've spoken about speed verification, um, but can you give us a bit more color?
0: Well, um, yes, like a traditional currencies, right? That, that, that you need to have um, normally like a four types of um, characteristics, right? So first of all, you, have, you, you need to be a unit of account. Um, it's also used as a means of payment. Um, there is a stable you know, value, you know, and, and also a single uh, numerary. right? So, so these are the main characteristics of, um, you know, of, um, of kind of traditional uh, currencies. And um, um, of course, like uh, uh, a lot of people, they, they criticize like, uh, you know, <laughs> um, uh, a cryptocurrency, it's not a, uh, it's, not a, uh, it's not a currency, like a Bitcoin, for example, right? You know, uh, it's not a unit of account and the, the, the value fluctuates a lot. Uh, you know, it's not stable and cannot be a means of payment. As I mentioned, the speed is too slow, like less than 15 transactions per second, things like that. Yeah, I mean, in a way, Yes, if you define on 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 the old way, right? But but on the other hand, um, as I mentioned, there's a a newly adopted. When 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 we have the traditional currencies, there is actually no no internet, right? But but in the internet stage, uh, internet age is basically everything has changed. So so um, um, for example, like the stable value. When we talk about cryptocurrency, we just focus only one thing: Bitcoin. But Bitcoin is not not the only cryptocurrencies in the market, right? There are more than ten thousand coins in the market, so so and there are different coins that's coming. And as I mentioned, you know the the, the, the coins designed by us, for example, you know they they, they can accommodate huge amount of transactions, that which which resolve the, the payment payment coins. Um, in, in terms of the um, the stable value, for example, is uh, you know the, a lot of stable coins in the market as well. So the stable coin actually has a stable value as well. So so. When we talk about the the new things, we try to use the old way to define. Um, sometimes it's, it's kind of uh, um, difficult, and and it's it's not you uh, uh, it cannot use uh, old terminologies to define to, to explain the new things. Th- this is the point. So as I mentioned, the um, you know the for, like the cryptocurrencies, for example, they have the, a lot of privacies. They have a lot of uh, security, um, you know, protections there is a trans, high transfer, transfer, transferability, like all over the world. If you send a, a crypto coin from one country to another country, it's within a second, right? So basically, so in and, and this kind of things, uh, it cannot be done uh, by the traditional currencies. So, so that's why the, the whole explanation um, of what, what a currency is, is actually very different uh, in the internet age.
1: Mm, no, it makes complete sense. And uh, you mentioned fun, uh, institutional investors before um, and also financial institutions and banks already looking into cryptocurrency and digital, um, digital coins. Um, but w- would you say there are still some challenges or misinformation um, within that layer um, of the investment community? Um, and, and how can we enable the process to, to become easier uh, to enable investors to deal with cryptocurrency more effectively?
0: Um, yes, I think um, uh, cryptocurrency in general is uh, relatively new, and I think the uh, there are several areas that I think we need to improve um, in order for um, all the institutional investors to to uh, to support that. so the, the key thing is actually regulations. Right now, different countries have different regulations and uh, and it's very confusing, right. so and and uh, a, a lot of the regulators are also um, learning you know what exactly is cryptocurrencies, right? So, so i think this is this is the um, uh, we need to have uh, consistent regulations uh, all for the world in order to make it uh, because cryptocurrencies is, is it's not like um, um, domestic currencies right different countries have uh, have uh, have different rules uh, for cryptocurrencies everything is global right you know you can you can you know transfer one token to another uh, from one country to another country uh, where, within a second right so so that's why um, we need to have uh, um, uh, the whole world has to work together um, and you know we, have, we need to have a consistent uh, rules and regulations among among cryptocurrencies and um, personally I'm a, a, you know a, a supporter of um, you know to have a stronger regulations on on, on the whole cryptocurrencies um, people are saying that you know cryptocurrency you got more regulations probably would, would, would reduce the development or you know slowing the development I don't think so actually I, I think a, a clear um uh, regulations will actually expedite the whole development of, of, the, of, the, of the country so I think regulation is, is key and and of course a uh, second thing is actually um, on on you know how to regulate right because uh, a lot of the regulators of cryptocurrencies they are actually regulators of the traditional banks traditional financial institutions and I don't think this is right um, frankly I think I think it should be you know they, they should adopt a new way of thinking um, uh, new technology to to um you know to regulate the cryptocurrencies otherwise they would treat the crypto exchange for example as a bank right could treat the crypto exchanges other exchanges um which is actually fundamentally different so but a lot of uh, I mean, all over the world right now actually the same regulator is doing the same thing i mean some regulators they set up a new uh, department focusing on cryptocurrency i think this is right this is the right thing to do uh, but still some regulators say they, they got they got the same group of people uh trying to regulate the the crypto crypto exchange or cryptocurrencies, and but they are adopting the the, the banking regulator's uh, point of view, and I don't think it works. So I think this is on the on, on the regulation side, and yeah, and and of course, um, the other thing is actually on uh, making sure that you know the um, the only the um, the proper regulated um, uh, um, crypto exchange or cryptocurrencies um, uh, is there because uh, there are actually a lot of scams in the market as well. Like uh, I think two, three years ago, I think probably 80% or more than 80% of the, the new issuance are actually scams. It's not, it's not the, it's not the real one. So they just, they just you know, issue some coins and everyone just uh, buy it. And then like a few months later, you know, there's no trading and then no one has interest. And then the, the, the cons disappeared, right? So, so want to make sure that you know, there's a um, you know, the proper uh, supervision of what's going on in the market as well. I think this is a, and, and we'll, we'll but, but, but this technology is great. Um, and uh, the, uh, the whole concept is great. And uh, I'm sure this, this will continue to, to develop,
1: yeah. That, that's interesting. I mean, there's quite a lot to, um, to go through there. So when it comes to regulation, so are you saying that we need kind of a, a new uh, regulatory body? Um, and then I would then ask on top of that, do you think we can only really appreciate the value of um cryptocurrency if it's a global regulatory body or we can still bet on nation by nation uh regulatory bodies
0: well i i think still nation by nation it, it, it's difficult to have a global uh, one regulatory mm. body right but but i think um uh, this different regulatory bodies has to work very closely to, uh, together um on, on on crypto um you know so so i think uh, this is definitely the trend. I mean, actually different countries have been considering to issue the central bank digital currency. So every one of them they're, they're thinking about it already, right? So, but but if the central bank digital currency, I mean, at the end of the day is actually uh, uh, exactly the same as the, the fiat currency system. Uh, the only difference is actually a digital payment, right? You use the digital way of payment. So, so what's the point of, uh, you know, having a, a central bank digital currency? Right, so so I mean that there, there are there are several characteristics for 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 cryptocurrencies. Like uh, uh, and then one one of the reasons why cryptocurrencies are so popular is actually um, that uh, you know a lot of them they have the limited supply. For example, you know the, 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 there won't be kind of inflation, uh, um, um, you know, uh, for huge inflation uh, for, for in the crypto market, right? So, uh, but the fiat is actually you you're allowed to print whatever among the country things fits. And uh, which is exactly the, uh, one of the reasons why, why cryptocurrencies are so popular. And if the central bank, uh, central bank digital currency, they could print whatever uh, they want, right? <laughs> so it would actually defeat the purpose of, um, of the, the cryptocurrency itself.
1: Hmm. Very interesting. So what, what's your view of things like, for example, China banning, uh, doing the, the clampdown on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin? Uh, which led to a massive exodus um, of providers from China to other places like Russia, Kazakhstan, U.S. Um, Is that, I mean, what what do you think of it?
0: Well, um, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, scenario. Uh, On the the one hand, actually, Chinese is probably the biggest um, um, investor in cryptocurrencies in the Mm -hmm. world. Um, there, there are many um, Chinese investing in the cryptocurrencies. And, and in fact, uh, uh, if you talk, talk about Bitcoin, and, and actually Chinese accounts for a big chunk, a very big percentage of um, of, of Bitcoins um, holders. So, um, of course, like uh, on the on the other hand, um, th- there are a lot of scams, like a different um, you know uh, cryptocurrencies issue in insurance in, in China as well. So, on the one hand, government probably wants to stop all these scams going on. Uh, but the but the but the key for 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 China is actually they want to adopt their own central bank digital currencies. So, so what they're doing is what they're doing is actually you know uh, effectively they're telling you know everyone that there, besides the central bank digital currency, all the all other digital currencies in, in uh, within China is illegal, right? So because they they don't want other people to use other cryptocurrencies, they want them to use focus on the central bank digital currency. So, so the it's a uh, so it's a the different different um, uh, thinking that that the government wants to do. Hmm,
1: interesting. Um, and then, I mean, I, I guess another challenge um, with cryptocurrencies on the digital infrastructure side is the energy um, provision, because this requires quite a lot of energy, um, almost as much as um, data centers now um, across the world. Do you see any hurdles um, because of the the energy struggle? Um, that could impact the development of the, the cryptocurrency market in the coming years?
0: Uh, uh, yes, I, I mean, uh, it, it, uh, uh, it, it does consume a lot of uh, energies. And of course, uh, there are different arguments on that. Some of them are claiming that you know, the energy consumption is not as, as, not as much as uh, that, that is reported. Uh, but but uh, the energy consumption is definitely uh, a key thing. And I think for the whole industry to develop, uh, this is actually a key topic that uh, everyone should, uh, should be mindful. And, and of course, there are different um, techniques and ways to, um, uh, to reduce uh, energy consumptions on this part, but, but definitely this is uh, something that the whole industry needs to be um, think of, you know, how to have a, a more efficient way uh, in terms of energy consumptions uh, uh, for cryptocurrencies. And this is actually a big topic, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, and and William, how do you envision the future um, of crypto? Um, I, I believe that, for example, I think it's Paraguay, correct me if I'm wrong, but Paraguay is going to become one of the first countries in the world um, to go fully crypto, fully digital currency. Um, what, what do you see for the future, for the next 10, 20 years? well i think
0: i think basically um the cryptocurrencies will will be the major means of transactions major means of uh you know uh transfers like uh so so um you know talk about 10 years time i think definitely you know it it would it it would be a major uh things that you know people use every day uh for their payment you know for 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 their um you know money transfers and things like that so so i think uh um, that definitely is, you know, it's, is, uh, is, you know, uh, cryptocurrencies, it won't even it won't disappear, basically, you know, uh, no, no matter, uh, you know, what, what the government wants to, to do. So, so, the, so that's why I think the government also realizes the government actually is trying to uh, put rules and regulations on this area because, uh, you know, no way that you could, you, could, you could stop it. As long as there is an internet, there is crypto. Right. This is actually this is a a, a new way of uh, of living. So I I, I would I, I, I think if you ask me, uh, you know, ten years later, what would happen to crypto? And actually, um, uh, same same thing as internet, right? Um, you know, uh, several decades ago, when internet comes, people are still thinking, you know, what will happen. But right now, we, we all know that you know, without internet, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a completely different world. So uh, uh, and, and, and adoption rate for crypto is uh, if you look at the the, the rates of increase, the adoption rate, things is actually very similar to, to the adoption rate of of of, uh, of internet, uh, you know, in the past. So I think yeah, I mean uh, the development of crypto would be like the uh, ten years later would be like uh, the internet, you know, nowadays. So it's everywhere.
1: That, that's amazing and then i mean uh, as i mentioned at the beginning as well with we metaverse the internet is about to change so we can only imagine um, the amount of change that even cryptocurrencies are going to go through by themselves um but then um, and then william so let's talk about um, hamilton investment management um what are you guys doing you said if you had something that's new it's faster um what, what are you guys working on um throughout 2022 uh what's the market acceptance um give, it, give us a, a view of hamilton.
0: Yeah, um um we, we we are a um you know investment fund you know we, we do private equity investments we do um, um uh also algorithm investments and we have uh we have our own uh, crypto fund as well. We invest in different uh, cryptos and uh um so so on the one on the private equity side we invest in a lot of technology companies, fintech. Companies, uh, blockchain companies, and you know, and on 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 the uh, on the crypto fund, we invest in different crypto funds as well. So I think the um, uh, the uh, the growth has been fantastic. Um, I think as we're doing um, very well uh, on, on on the fund investment side, and um, yeah, and, and we see actually a lot of the investors uh, they are asking their traditional banks or uh, you know or their traditional funds whether they have uh, crypto to invest. And if, uh, if, if the funds has no crypto to invest, basically they will move to some funds that they, they, they are investing in cryptos. So yeah, I think, I think this, um, um, the fund has been doing very well. And uh, I've been talking to uh, many institutional investors. I, I recently spoke to the head of uh, crypto strategies in the Bank of America, and, and uh, he spoke to 900 institutional investors. Basically what he told me is all institutional investors are talking about crypto <laughs> so so it's an interesting uh uh
1: time i i, I can't wait yeah. to see what happens um in the near future uh with all the adoption yeah. and how these institutions yes. are going to change as well because that will be amazing um yes <laughs> uh do you see any reasons like being faster at adopting versus others so i, I just thought of that because in my head switzerland came straight into my head uh but of course it doesn't mean that Switzerland is going to be the first one but do you see major differences between regions across the world?
0: Yes, because uh, some regions they uh, you know they um, they they adopt you know uh, the crypto um, you know earlier. Like uh, I think the government also plays a role, right? Because the government government regulates the market. So uh, if the government is more open to crypto to uh, so technologies, and 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 you know the 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 um, the country would develop much faster. And uh, versus some, some countries, they are you know, a bit conservative. They want to, to see what happens to other countries first. And in, in, in that sense, probably the development of crypto in, in that country will be slower. So, so the government actually play a key role um, on, on the development as well.
1: Hmm. Amazing. Um, and, and then, um, William, you've also do a lot of work um, on the philanthropy side. Um, can you talk us through what you're doing there? You've, also, you've got something called the Hong Kong People Association. Um, that you launched at the end of last year, for example, um, what, what are you doing um, on the philanthropy um, platform?
0: Yes, I, uh, as I mentioned, I think, um, I, uh, you know, uh, I would like to uh, uh, help people, uh, you know, uh, if, if, if I could, you know. So I think the Hong Kong People Association is actually to help the Hong Kong people to settle down in, in UK. Uh, as you know, there are a lot of people uh, coming you know, from Hong Kong because what happens in Hong Kong and, uh, and the, uh, the UK government actually have a special uh, British national overseas uh, passport program which mm-hmm. allows the Hong Kong people with the uh, you know, BNO passport to directly come to the to come to UK. And I got a lot of inquiries. I, you know, I got a lot of friends in Hong Kong and uh, you know, they, they want to come here, but they are very concerned on finding a job, whether they can find a job here, you know, and uh, they're very concerned on, on the, the lifestyle here, you know, uh, the tax the system, things like that. So that's why I decided to set up a Hong Kong People Association, actually just to help people. If they, uh, if the people in Hong Kong, they, they decide to stay in Hong Kong, that's fine, right? It's their, it's their decisions. But if they want to come to UK um, and, you know, they should be uh, helped, you know, they should provide more information, so that you know they make their right choice, right? So, hmm. so I think, uh, and and recently we had a, uh, you know, it's a charity, is a it's a charity, and everything is free of charge. So we we had a, a tax seminar, for example, for tax consultants to introduce the tax system in UK, so that they're, they're familiar with that. And we have another recruitment seminar just to tell the Hong Kong people how to find jobs in UK. UK is a, is, a, is a big country, is that there are a lot, a lot of opportunities. So basically, telling them, you know, how to how to find a job you know, how to, how to uh, you know, uh, interview, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, just, just want to, to to help the people um, when they decided to come here, to settle down easy. And also let the UK people, let the uh, British, to understand uh, the Hong Kong people as well, so that, uh, just, uh, you know, um, they, they know each other.
1: Which we, we is very important. I love the fact that you actually thought about um, also educating the people on this side Um, uh, about the changes. That's very, very important because sometimes that gets missed um, in these kind of programs. Um, And then, Willie, my last question is, if there's a question that I didn't ask you, what question was it? (laughs) What what did I not ask you that you would like to to mention or talk about?
0: Um, Well, I I think, uh, um, well, in general, I think uh, life is short. And uh, I think uh, we just we just utilize, uh, you know, uh, every day um, just to try to do something meaningful, and uh, because life is very short, right? So, um, you know, uh, when when uh, at your last day, and and then when you look back what you did in the past, um, you 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 should be um, you should be happy, and then. Uh, um, when you look back, you know, you, you, you should tell yourself, okay, uh, you know, in my, in my short life, you know, at least I achieved something. I helped some people. I think that's important. I think, I think this is, uh, this is what I want to say. And, uh, and, and I just want to say life is really short and, uh, let's, let's have a very meaningful life.
1: Let's make it count. Um, William J., um, entrepreneur and philanthropist, founder and CEO of Hamilton Investment Management. Um, thank you so much for talking to the great business minds podcast. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in and don't forget to review and share this episode and follow the Great Business Minds podcast on all your favorite streaming and social media platforms. You can find the links in the podcast description. Thank you again to our sponsor, Portman Partners, the leading executive search firm for the digital infrastructure sector. Portman finds the talent you need to protect and enrich your assets. They get it right the first time, every time. subscribe to the show and we invite you back again for the next episode of the definitive show for the business of digital infrastructure the great business minds podcast see you then